SARS to novel coronavirus, old lessons and new lessons. On December 29, 2019, clinicians in a hospital in Wuhan City, China noticed a clustering of cases of unusual pneumonia with the first case identified at that time on December 12 with an apparent link to a market that sells live fish, poultry and animals to the public. This event was reported to the World Health Organization WHO on December 31. Within four weeks, by January 26, 2020, the causative organism had been identified as a novel coronavirus. The genome of the virus had been sequenced and published, reverse transcription polymerase chain reaction tests had been developed, the WHO R&D blueprint had been activated to accelerate diagnostics, therapeutics and vaccine development and a candidate vaccine was ready for initial laboratory testing. Currently Chinese health authorities are building a 1,000-bed hospital in Wuhan in 10 days. By January 26 also, almost 50 million people in Wuhan and neighboring cities had effectively been placed in quarantine while the WHO had determined that the event should not yet be declared as a public health emergency of international concern and had recommended no specific travel restrictions. The WHO have emphasized the importance of exit screening at ports in countries showing transmission of the novel coronavirus and have provided guidance for countries implementing entry screening at airports while acknowledging that evidence for the effectiveness of entry screening is equivocal. The emergence of a significant respiratory illness linked to a novel coronavirus represents a test of the global capacity to detect and mange emerging disease threats. Its emergence in China adds an additional dimension in the light of previous experience with SARS. The timing of the outbreak immediately before the Chinese Lunar New Year with its attendant population movements adds extra risk and urgency to the response. The rapid sharing of information in this outbreak and the speed of the coordinated response both in the country and internationally suggest that lessons have been learned from SARS that improve global capacity. The international networks and forums that now exist have facilitated the bringing together of expertise from around the world to focus research and development efforts and maximize the impact. At this early stage in the outbreak information remains incomplete and key clinical and epidemiological questions have not yet been answered, but the deficit seems to be due more to the constraints of investigating an emerging disease than to any unwillingness to engage and share information with partners. There are some indications of areas where further improvement is necessary. The global media response to the unfolding events has been relatively balanced and informed but the nuances of the evolving situation have not been critically examined in partnership with the media and as a result the public perception of the risk may be exaggerated, although it of course remains possible that the outbreak will develop in a way that matches up to the perceived risk. The lack of appreciation of the uncertainties in determining a meaningful case fatality rate and the significance of ascertainment bias at the beginning of an outbreak, along with the impact of aggressive case finding on case numbers, are examples of where understanding could be improved.
This is always a challenging process when balancing the resources focused on analyzing the situation on the ground with resources directed at interpreting the information for journalists but in SARS, the R0 was seen to decrease in response to information reaching the public and the public then adopting risk reduction actions, so accurate public risk communication is critical to success. It would be helpful to find a forum where this can be explored with the media community after the event. The increase in access to early information from diverse sources including media and social media adds an important dimension to identifying and tracking new events globally and is a key part of the overall epidemic intelligence system. However, it is also a potential source of disinformation. When, as has been seen in this outbreak, the volume of information coming in exceeds any capacity to collate and analyze it and to attempt to cross-reference and verify separate items, there is a risk that the information fuels speculation and media and public concern. Again there is a fine balance between information that encourages appropriate risk avoidance actions and information that encourages inappropriate actions, however the public health is usually better served by more information rather than less. Published by B. McCloskey et al. February 2020 in Epidemiology and Infection.